And on the chat line now, I'm really excited to have John Hardy. He is the executive director of the National Video Game Museum. John, welcome to the show today. How are you? Great. Thanks for having us on, Ellen. I'm so excited about this. I, I think you might actually have been someone that I impressed my son that I was going to have on the show. Oh, great. <laughs> great. That's good to hear. Everybody else is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, wait a minute. Video game, you know, perks up the ears there. So I'm, I'm very interested in this. Can you tell us a little bit about the museum and, um, uh, you know, when? how old is the museum, by the way? Let's start with that. Sure. So the museum was uh, was actually started uh, quite some years ago. It existed as a uh, a uh, exhibit piece at uh, different conventions over the years, um, but it was mainly a traveling museum. We ended up doing different shows, E3, Game Developer Conference, South by Southwest, um, four or five times a year. But the ultimate goal was to work towards a physical museum, which we accomplished uh, just last year in April of 2016. So physical museum open only a little over a year now. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've, we've had almost 60,000 people the first oh, year come through. A lot of traffic, and happy anniversary. So uh, the, the, the first year is always the year of getting the kinks out and seeing what works and doesn't, and I would imagine this is a pretty interactive museum. It is, and we learned a lot this first year, uh, you know, uh, things that uh, held up pretty well uh, from just their daily use and abuse, you know, sometimes. Um, and it, but it is a fully interactive museum, so uh, my partners and I have two partners in this project, and none of us are museum people. We think they're kind of stuffy and boring. And when we came and set out to do this, you know, one of the key things was we had to turn that whole concept on its head. Everything had to be touchable and playable. Uh, we wanted people to interact with the surroundings, not not just the games, but the surroundings as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand today is a special anniversary. Isn't that correct? July 6th? It is. Yes. What- it is. We're actually uh, celebrating the one-year anniversary of the release of uh, Pokemon Go on mobile systems. Mm-hmm. When everybody was walking into everybody trying to find a uh, Charmander or a Bulbasaur or a Ponita, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So we had a, we had some special events going on today. We had Pikachu here greeting people for a while, and we've been doing giveaways and still have a huge crowd. It's been great. Oh, that's great. Now, I would imagine, again, that you would see multi-generational uh, family members enjoying the museum, which is a plus-plus. Absolutely. So one of the things when we set out, we knew kids would be easy, right? Kids love to play games. How do we get moms and dads involved? and and maybe even more so moms, because dads probably played as kids as well. And, um, you know, so a lot of what we did and details that we did, for instance, we have a replica of an 80s bedroom and an 80s living room and show how the, the settings of the family settings and how these games took over those those uh, those places. And uh, that's what a lot of the older people identify with, the nostalgia part of it. Uh, they get to play the old games, and, of course, kids are playing everything. So when I see a mom and... and and her son playing Pong, and Mom's giving son a, a whipping at Pong. It always brings a smile to my to my face, you know. You must have been <laughs> reading my mind because I was going to say, "Tell me you have Pong there," because that we was do. okay. <laughs> we actually have the world's largest Pong. Oh boy! It's, uh, it's on a giant projection system, uh, and we built a replica of uh, a, a huge replica of the original home Pong. Has steering wheel size controllers. Oh my goodness! And, uh, 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's a perfect re- uh, recreation of the original. Oh, I, re- I remember that Christmas. Outside. I remember yeah. that Christmas gift, getting that. I uh, My older sister worked for Radio Shack, and right. uh, um remember getting that Pong and, you know, putting it on the television and just nonstop playing that till you know, mom said, that's enough. Turn it right, off. Right. It's. I think moms say that all the time now. That might be a constant. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, the evolution absolutely. of video games. You know, before it used to be, let's go to so-and-so's house because they've got an Xbox or they've got the Nintendo. Now you don't even need to be in the same room to play video games. You don't even have to be in the same city, state, country, right. actually. So the evolution of that. What Can you talk a little bit about that? And uh, Sure. So, you know, it definitely has evolved, um, and, and when I'm giving tours at the museum, uh, I always enjoy pointing out, you know, so one of the exhibits we have is a uh, recreation of an 80s arcade, 80s music, black light, neon, uh, it's very dimly lit, you know, and you have 42 arcade machines from back in the day, and it uses tokens, and people line their tokens up just like in the old days, I'm up next, you know, I got next game, whatever, but... Uh, the social side of that was that was what you know what we grew up with. If you weren't at the arcade on a Friday or Saturday night, something bad probably happened to you. Maybe you were in the hospital or you know something, something not good because that's where everybody went. Nowadays, the kids and at first I I try to I I kind of thought of it as a bad thing, but it's not. It's just a different type of socialization. My son included. The kids nowadays, everything's online gaming. Uh, so, yeah, they're still socializing, but just in a different way. You know, they're playing online. They're talking to their friends at the same time, whether through the game or on the phone. Um, it's just not that out-and-about socialization that we had where we all went to the arcade on the weekends, and that's where we hung out, you know. Right. But uh, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to judge and say one's right, one's wrong, but it's just changed a bit, you know. Well, I will have to say it is a little easier on the pantry when you come home and all your potato chips and snacks aren't, um, and, and pizza rolls and, and mess all in the kitchen. It's like, okay, who was over? You know, <laughs> it's right, a little right. neater. It has to be taken into consideration. Absolutely so. not feeding the neighborhood, so to speak. But yeah. I, I think in a way, like you said, who is it? Who are we to judge? This one was better. This is not. But again, obviously some very fond times. I remember going to the arcade and uh, next to the arcade was the roller skating. I'm really dating myself oh, yeah. now. The roller oh, skating. Sure. And I'm not talking inline skating. I'm talking roller <laughs> skating. So four, four wheels and a key. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> Glad yeah. to know. And yeah. now I know there are some question marks maybe over younger audience members, but trust me, look it up, Google it. You'll you'll see what we're talking about. Figure it out, sure. Well, I'm sure the summertime as well as other vacation times when school is out, very, very busy time for you. Um, um, do you have, uh, I know, again, we talked about today being the anniversary of uh, Pokemon Go, but what other things do you have there? Do you have any camps or um, special sessions on the weekend or uh, competitions? Uh, or? Yeah, we, we do a lot of different events. Um, most of them are, are, are not uh, game-specific, but more to the, to the public. Obviously, we, you know, we had a Mother's Day event. We had a Father's Day event. Um, you know, we, so we do a lot of these things. Uh, we will offer, you know, discounted admission or free admission depending on the day or event. Um, but there's always something going on, and, and people can always follow us on either on Facebook or on our website um, and find out what's going, you know, the latest and greatest coming up. 
we don't uh we do have some summer camps coming up uh that are uh, week long uh, robotics coding camps there's one in uh July and there's one in August and the information for that can be found on the website okay. so uh, if anybody's interested in that uh the kids get to learn how to program you know robots and all kinds of different stuff. It's really, it's really a cool session. So again, talking about having fun and learning, and not even realizing you're learning because you're having fun. So it's kind exactly. of exactly, and that's, that's <laughs> a lot of what we do. We we want people to learn the history, but the best way to learn is we'll sneak it in while you're playing. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would think this would be a tremendous place to host an event, birthday party, a graduation party, maybe even a a fortieth birthday party for someone that's a gamer do you do that yeah we definitely do and we've done all those uh we've done bar mitzvahs and uh graduations birthday parties my favorite are the adult birthday parties uh because you know we're a little more flexible they'll do them after hours and the people are you know really uh key in on the nostalgia they're a lot of fun to do but we, we've done most all those events we even had a marriage proposal here at the museum uh, a few weeks ago oh thank Thankfully, the woman said yes. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a lot of fun to see things like that happen, you know, and, uh, and we're able to do a lot of corporate events as well, field trips, uh, things like that. You know, we get a lot of IT departments will come and do a kickoff meeting or spend a day off-site here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's very versatile, and, and there's a lot to go, you know, a lot to do and a lot of fun to be had. Now, is uh, Luigi going to be best man at that event? Do we know? Well, we Can offered, we confirm we offered that? Mario to re- preside as the, uh, the, you know, the, the preacher, okay. <laughs> so to speak, and Mario, but I, I don't think they're going to have the wedding. Oh. That would be interesting, too, though. That yeah. would be. Yeah. That would be. Uh-oh, I might have maybe cost an idea here. So if, if that happens, I'm taking credit for it right now. You got it. Um, you got it. I was surprised when I looked on the website that the very first console game, I didn't realize it was that far back. I I guess I thought it was Pong, but it wasn't, was it? Well, uh, the early, you know, there was early Pong systems, um, but uh, a gentleman named Ralph Baer had designed uh, basically the first home consumer unit, uh, the Magnavox Odyssey, and uh, it was based on his his brown box prototype, which... He actually built a replica for us, uh, the originals in the Smithsonian. And uh, it's a pretty amazing piece to see. And, and he hand-built the replica for us as well. Uh, he was in his 90s at the time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, like I mentioned, unfortunately, he passed away. But, you know, he was he was designing uh, right up until his passing. And, and uh, he's responsible for a lot of really cool things that have come out over the years, including, like, the Simon handheld that mm-hmm. everybody's played, you know, matching the colors. Right. And early like on technology and things like that. So uh, the guy was just a genius. And, you know, he's considered the father of video games. And um, we're, we're thrilled to have, you know, a PC that he built for us. So mm-hmm. it's great for people to see. This is quite an industry, isn't it? You mentioned that, you know, you've been at your location just a little over a year now and would go to the conventions. Pull the curtain back a little bit on these conventions i mean i've heard of comic-con obviously and and other conventions but what is it like i mean how devoted are the people that go to these uh very much so you know uh the early conventions um my partners and i actually started one of the very first gaming conventions called classic gaming expo and it was held in las vegas uh back in 99 and it was one of the first uh, get-togethers where just like-minded collectors and people who were interested in the games could get together. 
and it grew over the years, uh, you know, uh, that we did it. Uh, and then in 2004, we, we approached some of the bigger trade shows, uh, like E3, which the Electronic Entertainment Expo, the Game Developer Conference. Um, and, and we did presentations at those shows as well, just to raise awareness about preserving the history and, you know, making sure that people knew this was an important thing to do. Uh, and then later on after that, we got into some of the, you know, keep in mind those shows are really aren't open to the public, um, but you only need to go to a Comic-Con or uh, a PAX or something nowadays. I mean, there's so many of them around. Uh, and you can see that people are just dedicated. And it's a great community. We knew back doing our, our little 300-person show that this is a community that basically comes together. They're very passionate about what they do. They're very respectful for the most part. And uh, it's unlike anything I've seen in the past where, you know, there's a level of trust involved, and certainly that extends nowadays. You have a lot of shows like that uh, extend into the anime and cosplay sectors. Uh, these people are all just out to, to meet other people and socialize, and it goes back to that socialization, I guess, you know, in a different way now, and um, have fun with it and, and just have a good time. Okay, I have to ask you, your favorite gaming unit so far? Uh, game or gaming unit? Game. I, I'm going to go both because you know I, I'm going to tell you my fir- my favorite is still Nintendo 64 because I have just so many good memories of sure, that sure. time period. But in terms of my favorite game, it's not going to be on the Nintendo 64. So that's why okay. I'm asking you. Well, tell me your favorite game well, too. While we're my, at. this is going to sound so stupid, but my favorite game. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to admit this. I absolutely loved. Um, <laughs> so dumb. I like. I like Jeopardy, and it wasn't on oh. Nintendo 64. I liked the game show games, but that sure, that Jeopardy, sure. I just absolutely enjoyed it. So I, I I know that's not very exciting, but for me, no. That's if that's your genre of game. That's that, that is exciting. Loved you know? it. That's great. Everybody has their own favorite. You know, uh, for me, uh, you know, uh, our actual game uh there's an arcade game called robotron 2084 uh definitely one of the greatest games uh made uh back in the 80s and a certain balance of play and uh difficulty that it was you know it didn't turn you off being too hard and it was something you could just keep going back to and progressing further and getting better at it so really good game um as far as the uh the unit itself believe it or not i you know i'm I'm tempted to say, you know, for the easy way out, Atari 2600, but actually the Atari computers were more my favorite system. Uh, They were more powerful game machines. And that's one of the things we show in the museum, how computers became more affordable, and they were actually the best game machines out there. Mm -hmm. So when they had to crash, um, everybody was soured on video games as consoles. Computers were starting to become more affordable, and they kind of took over that mantle for a while as far as, you know, better gameplay and better looking games as well um so the atari computer from probably be the one that i I spent the most time on right well this past christmas two big game uh, or two big gift ideas were were the throwback nintendo and the throwback sega in fact you couldn't find them some on the shelf because they sold out so quickly um it's quite a treat to watch your 19 year old son when you show him punch out and he looks at you with his eyes crossed like why are you so excited about this game? But I love Don Flamenco in it, the way he did the punches. I do. Right, and, right. You go, and then you start remembering the cheats, and they're just looking at the graphics like, what is this? 
Yeah, you know, and it, it's one of the things we always talk about is uh, games have become so advanced, uh, uh, just from general computing power and and also graphics wise that. Uh, for a while, I think a lot of people lost sight of the uh, the most important aspect was having a fun game. You could take a game today like uh, Minecraft as a perfect example. You know, Minecraft was a free world, build your own world type thing. The graphics are pretty crappy if you just generally look at it, it's blocky and everything. But the gameplay is what made it so successful. Mm-hmm. So we always encourage people in the industry that we speak with, hey, don't forget the gameplay. You, you know, it can look like a movie and realistic in real life but if it's not fun to play what's the point you know absolutely i i I, again i i think you're spot on with the graphics even tom brady looks just as good if not better on madden than he does in real life so i mean (laughs) absolutely right I probably gave away my allegiance there on my football team, but that's okay. I've done that. That's all right. (laughs) So tell us where the museum is located. Sure. We're in Frisco, Texas. Um, So, you know, it's about a half half hour north of Dallas. Um, Frisco is a very forward-thinking city, uh, very fast-growing, and they welcomed us. They're very tech-centered. So, again, they kind of liked what we pitched, and they were more than happy to to have us make this uh, our home. So. Wonderful. And uh, what is the website again? So the website is uh, www.nvm, like National Video Game Museum, uh, USA.org. Okay, great. And um, I want to say that the National Video Game Museum is being kind enough to give away a family four-pack of tickets. So thank you very much for that. We'll have a drawing. So go to my website, or excuse me, my Facebook page, the Chatterbox with Ellen Hedger and register there to win and we'll draw a winner tonight at 8 p.m. And you and three people that you like or kind of like, you can take them <laughs> depending on the day. If you, you know, it would be just a fun family thing to do. And you're right. Frisco is such a neat progressive city. Make a day out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And um, looking forward to um, seeing if that that wedding comes up. And if I do, I want to take credit for it now. The first wedding is going to be. I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) I appreciate it. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye.